0: Welcome to the Rural Pastor Podcast with your host, Pastor Andy Addis.
1: You plant the seeds in the ground, though the fields have long been brown. But Lord, when will your harvest come in? You're giving all you've got to give in the place where you've been sent. But will this labor make much difference in the end? Will no one ever know, sometimes you feel so all alone. Like the prophet Jeremiah, you may be the one to go to the dying and the broken with a message of hope. To that church on the corner of that forgotten little town With a room of empty piers where His love can still be found You may never know of all the seeds you sow But it just takes one willing soul to make it.
2: Mm-mm-mm. One willing soul. So good to be back with you. We've had a couple of weeks of uh, a gap. Uh, it is a busy season for everybody, uh, but I am so glad to be here. We'll do a couple introductions. I'll introduce myself. My name is Andy Addis, and I am the host here at the Rural Pastor Podcast. have the privilege of being the Rural Director for the North American Mission Board and also uh, pastor a rural multi-site church. Across the way, do an introduction for yourself, brother. Hey,
0: my name is Danny Payne. I am the Director of Missions AM for the Flint Hills Association, which is kind of the northeast corridor of Topeka, or Kansas. And so I go up to Nebraska and almost down to Oklahoma, cover about 50 churches of all shapes and sizes, and been doing that for about two years. And what I
2: I love about you for this conversation is that you have urban and rural churches, so you have a little bit of both experience. I do. uh, And and just love it. Just love it. I love it. Uh, And we are currently sitting at the desk We've stolen some space. We're together here in Topeka, Kansas uh, at Ryan Johnson's desk. And If you don't know who he is, he is one of the uh, church planning gurus for the North American Mission Board, and he's not here. So we stole his desk for this moment.
0: I felt like I should take my shoes off when we came in. We're on holy ground. (laughs) Holy
1: ground.
2: That's what. We love you, Ryan. Uh, But we're here today. We're going to kick off three episodes to round out um, this month. We are a week before, and then we'll go to a week after, including week of, uh, right around Thanksgiving. So if you listen to this at another time of the year, just know that this was a, a planned section. I want to talk about some pastoral attitudes, and that is because we're heading into a season in which I think we have to be very intentional, uh, because uh, the holidays are great, but stressful. Uh, holidays are wonderful times for memories and such, but for everybody in ministry, it's extra work. And so there's an intentionality that I want to uh, want to talk about as we, we roll into this. And the first part is uh, the first uh, of these intentionalities or these attitudes I want to talk about is related to, um, just our own pet peeves. So uh, as we talk about this, if you have any, I'm going to go first. So you you got a second to think of it, but when it comes to pet peeves, man, I've got a long list. I realize how irritable I must be because there's some things that just kind of set me off. Like somebody who doesn't put a shopping cart away, I think needs to be drawn and quartered, right? Amen. <laughs> People, uh, people who are inconsiderate. this is, oh boy, this happened just yesterday. This is why this is fresh. There was a long line at a coffee shop. Everybody's trying to get their early morning coffee, get ready to work, and there is this woman up there who is just going through everything in the menu, wanting to know what is the cashier's favorite and what does this taste like. And uh, I know the love of Jesus should have shown through, but uh, you know, I was just—I was just praying for judgment, is what I was praying for. <laughs> So any, do you have any pet peeves, anything
0: that just rises to the surface? The thing surface? that concerns me about my soul is they came to me too quickly.
1: <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Let's see, where do I begin? Uh, the person who goes to checkout and has more items than the 15 allotted. Oh, they're cheaters. And they they like have a cartload. Yeah. And then they have coupons. <laughs> so we're about to go to blows. Uh, and they're going
2: to write a paper check.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then the person who is anticipating that the light might turn red so they start slowing down even though it's green
2: <laughs> gotcha they're overly cautious overly cautious
0: if that's what you call it at the
2: expense of everyone else
0: <laughs> yes uh those are a couple of those those are just a couple that sneak out to me the one that i got me just here recently as i would at a i was at a convenience place in uh, they're fairly prominent called quick trips they're kind of everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. And so this lady's in front of me, and she's buying just a fountain drink, and she's writing a check oh for eighty nine cents. <laughs> now, if you're in college,
2: maybe, maybe,
0: <laughs> but if you're a full grown
2: adult, <laughs> don't be doing. That. I
0: almost paid for it because it was taking longer, but I'm okay now. <laughs> I've repented already since I've just named those off.
2: Okay, yeah. I, I, as you're talking, I forgot. There's one. My wife will my wife will call me out if I don't say this because this has got to be my number one. I don't know why it came up. And I'm going to just tell you right now: if you do this if you're listening, we can't be friends. (laughs) I mean, I want to love you, but people who watch videos with the sound up on their phone in public or talk to people through their speakerphone at like a coffee shop or something like that. I mean, I love you, but there is a special place in purgatory for you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Now, why why am I bringing all this up? We all probably have a list of pet peeves. There are some things that irritate you, I'm for sure. But there is a word in a very popular list from Titus chapter one, verses seven through nine. Let me read this for us. And then I'm going to go back. We're going to focus on one word here. It says, for an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Now, this is a great list, and we've all seen it before at uh, callings and, uh, and and leadership meetings, but there's one word right in the middle. First of all, no one's ever going to get all that right at the same time, isn't that right? This is, this is the word of God, and this is the benchmark, but I don't know anybody who's got all that going on at one time, but there's one word on the list that usually gets skipped. We look for all these different words about discipline and uh, above reproach, but there's right in the middle, this word about be hospitable. And when it comes to pet peeves, that's one thing, but I know this about me. I'm I'm a leader, been a leader for years. I'm not the most hospitable guy. Uh, it isn't natural for me to want to welcome people in and make them feel at home around me. And I think that pastors, especially at the weekend meetings and gatherings, where they've got people that they're trying to make happy, technology that they're trying to run, parking lot that they're trying to keep going, a sermon that's in the back of their mind that they're going to have to deliver, I think being hospitable
0: can be a challenge for those in ministry, would you say? Absolutely, because you're wearing numerous hats on that particular day, and you've got all these things going through, and then you've got somebody coming up with legitimate, can I talk to you moments? Mm. And you're trying to get to where you need to be and you're trying to be uh, accommodating and hospitable to their needs. And boy, it's hard.
2: Yeah. Especially, you I think about, again, another pet peeve when you get those frequent flyers who uh, they they need to talk to you every week. And it's usually about the same thing that you've had the same answer for. and, And you're just going, listen. I just got some stuff to do, and it is so hard to be hospitable. So, if that's if we're agreed that that can be difficult, let's just say it can be difficult. Um, I want to give you a, something that I that I shared with our location pastors. Now, I'm a multi-site, the senior leader of a multi-site church. We have 14 locations, and so we have these guys that that lead for us across the network. And here's what I said, whenever you're rushed or whenever you're stressed or whenever you're in that moment where you have the opportunity to shepherd the flock and they're there, uh, there are three E's I want you to remember while you walk through the room. First of all, slow down, right? You're just going to walk through the room slowly. But here's the three E's I think that will help us be hospitable, early, energetic, and encouraging. And so let's just walk through these real quick. For us to just slow that pace down and make sure that we're pastoring the people and not performing a service, to make sure that we are loving on our community and that we are being hospitable and that we are not directing a show. Uh, Here's the first thing. Be early. Now, some of you are chronically late. Like there's going to be, when Jesus comes back, you're going to need a third Advent to get there. Does that make (laughs) sense? Because just being early is tough. Uh, I'm uh, I'm an early natural guy. This one's easy for me. If I, if something starts at seven, I need to be there at six thirty. Uh, when Kathy and I got married, I was on California time. That's where I was born. She was born in Oklahoma time, so she was a half hour late, and she's still good. And now we've just compromised after you know thirty years of marriage, and I'm just late everywhere. <laughs> where we go. But when you're in ministry, I think part of hospitality is that you got to be early because if you're early, it changes everything about your state of mind.
0: Absolutely. One of the things I learned early in ministry is early gives you margin. Love it. Because if you don't have any margin, then you're hurried and you're not going to be hospitable because you've got too many things to check off. And if you're a little bit scattered, then the person who really needs a little TLC from you gets nothing. Right. And I'll give you a great story. I, I was at a church and I was setting up chairs mm. frantically.
2: Stacking chairs. That's the first sign of a good pastor. Yeah.
0: Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and I had this, <laughs> this guy's name was Charlie. He was a good old boy, sweet as could be. Yeah. He comes into where I'm st- unstacking, getting ready for Sunday morning. And he's trying to talk to me, but I'm basically ignoring him because I don't have the margin that mm. I should have had. If I had come in a little mm. earlier... This would have been, we could have talked. And so I didn't give him really the time of day. And so the next morning he comes into the office and he says, can I talk to you, Dan? I said, yeah, what do you need, Charlie? He goes, are you upset with me? Oh, wow. Then I said, no, Charlie, why are you? He goes, well, you wouldn't even speak to me yesterday. And I, Andy... Margin Mm -hmm. is so crucial because it gives you the ability to have some some space to be able to talk to people and be hospitable. Well,
2: and that's exactly what it is. If you show up on time or after time, then you're already running when you're there, and there's no ability. You've lost the ability to be people-focused because you have duty focus at that point in time. And what happens when you're early is you're prepared, you're put together, you're unrushed. You have this ability to have quality time while you're there. And I know some guys will just say this, that they work better under pressure. And I firmly believe since 30 plus years of ministry that that usually means I'm trying to excuse the fact that I that I kind of run behind. Uh, and, and if we would put the same energy into saying, I'm going to try and just give myself, use your word, margin, I think that gives, that, that gives you the breathing room you need to be hospitable, right?
0: And you can talk to people better. You can also answer people's questions mm. because you've had a time to think because what if you get someone that's asking you a really hard question, but you're in a hurry, you're going to say yes or no and not have thought through it just because you need it to be done. And the margin is big. I, I remember a good friend of, of Annie and I's, Terry McElveen. Oh, Terry. Yeah. He used to say that, that the time being early is a value that you express to those that you're going to be meeting with. Mm. So when you're
2: communicate something, yes, yeah. it
0: absolutely does. Because it is like, if you have margin, then you're like, Oh, he's approachable. Yeah. If you're always hurried, they're not going to come to you.
2: Well, and, and so let's talk about what it means to be early. We got two more to get through, but what does it mean to be early? You say, so, okay, I want to commit to this. When is early? I don't know that we can give you that. It's whenever you have enough time to be settled and people focused when you come into your gatherings. Like I know I get so frustrated with the airlines. tell so you got to be there 90 minutes early for a domestic flight, two and a half hours early for a uh, international flight. If you have bags, you got to be there three hours early. I, I remember I had an early morning flight out of uh, Wichita and I love Wichita airport, small, easy to get in and out of, but it, According to that, I needed to be there two and a half hours early. I showed up. Airport didn't even open for an hour and a half. I sat in the parking lot for an hour and a half, and that was just too early. So you can you can overdo this. There needs to be that sweet spot where you say, this is where I can come in, and I am prepared for what is coming
0: at me. Right? Well, in your role, you kind of know what you've got that going on that day. Mm. You kind of know. Yeah. And so if you know that, and you go, here are the things I, I've got to make sure are good and ready to go, well, just back up from that. If it's a half hour, if it's 30 minutes, if it's 45 minutes, uh, when I was pastoring, I, I was going in about an hour before anybody else got there Yeah. just so I was prepared and I could answer questions, we could run interference, and I had margin.
2: And if you didn't go in an hour early, then that meant while people were in the building and the ministry was starting, you were still locked in your office. Correct. And that's that's not good. That's not. not good. So we're talking about being hospitable and the three E's: early, energetic, and encouraging. So that's early. That's pretty easy. Set the clock forward just a little bit and make sure you and play with what do, what time do you need to be at services, at Bible study, uh, at a potluck. If it's potluck, you need to be there early because you got to watch who's bringing in what. Well, right? that and the desserts. I'm just saying. Yeah, you just <laughs> got to scope it out so you're there. Uh, but energetic. Now this is also going to be a little subjective too because people come at different paces, right? And you know, I'm not asking you to go fast bear on people. Not many people are going to know what we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) I do, sadly, but go ahead. (laughs) So not, not, not a showman or faking that, but energetic, meaning that people can tell because they know you what level of energy that you're bringing. And if you are bringing an energetic level for you, then there's excitement expectation. There's actually people perceive energy as joy right? And they will see joy and then purpose. Like if I'm kind of sauntering around and staring at my shoes, people are going, Oh, he doesn't, he's not ready for this message. But if I look like, Oh, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. I'm on the sidelines. I'm jumping up and down. Let's hear it for the team. Let's go. Come on! Oh, what a great worship set. I'm a little bit more of a constipated weeder dog, right? You know, I'll I, I get a little excited about that stuff, but if I'm not there, people comment, are you okay? You feeling all right? You look really tired. Those are not compliments. You're not trying to win the award for look how hard I worked. I'm the E. U. R. Award, but to bring some energy. Matter of fact, so many of the things that happen, especially in a smaller church, uh, they say so goes the leader, so goes the congregation, so goes the leader, goes so goes the service, so goes your energy, so goes their energy, and it's going to be fractional. But wherever you're at, I think you're setting the bar.
0: And I, you know, along that the energy part is. Part of what we're, it's like you said, it's not false, but it's also what you're conveying is hopeful mm. that the message that you're bringing, I like the, hopeful, all the yeah. stuff that we're going to be doing today, that I'm hopeful that it's going to impact you, that we're going to do some things that are going to draw you into a meaningful moment with Christ, and that you're going to take that with you for the rest of the week. And so part of what you're doing is like, well, you know, Danny, I'm an introvert. Well, God bless you that don't, yeah. don't apologize for it. Don't try to be something that you're not, Absolutely. but you can still be excited about the word of God, and about what you're about to present.
2: Yeah. And I know some guys, especially some of you rural guys out there where if somebody just saw you smile a couple times in an hour, they're going to go like, Oh, he's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so we're not, don't be something that you're not, but, but think consciously. Uh, I make sure in our environment, we have three different services a weekend and I make sure that I am am seated up front and worshiping all three services same three songs every every service because I want to be a leader from the seat. I want I want the presence of myself and my family to help lead us forward and part of that's just energy. It's just what it is.
0: And I got to say too along that lines and this goes back to a podcast we did a few weeks back about when you talk about rhythm and energy it's hard to be that when you're not resting well and you're not resting and mm. you don't have energy if you're just if you're running on empty and then you come into that and you're just like, oh, I just want to get through this. And well, everybody knows it. And so that energy it wanes because you're not taking care of the rest of the other days. And I think it's important that you find the balance that that is so important for ministry folks more than ever before. Amen. And because you won't be able to, then it really does come across as face. And this is symptomatic,
2: right? If you go, I can't be, I'm late everywhere. I don't have any energy when I do this and and I'm discouraged and that's coming through. Then, then that isn't just about your practice. That's about what's going on in your heart and your head and and yeah, rhythms, things that we've talked about before. But if, if these things you go, okay, this is just a matter of me being an intentional and doing this, then this is a practice. Mm -hmm. If it's deeper than that, then understand it's deeper than that, and something's got to change. So early, energetic, one more, encouraging. As you walk through the room, you're there early, so you're prepared. you got that margin. You're energetic. You're, you're consciously saying, okay, I'm going to put the smile on my face. We're, we're going to have some energy. And then as I walk around the room, I'm going to be encouraging. Now, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit here because there are some of us, and we think that the way that we're encouraging is that we joke with people. And we say joke with people, but what we mean is we, we make fun of uh, how they dress or, or um, you know what they did last weekend, and, and we kind of poke at them. And you may have some close relationships that are like that, but I remember my wife, early on, I grew up with two younger brothers and, and a mom and a stepdad, and so we would just—if if I loved you, I'd punch you in the arm, right? And then we'd we'd say something stupid about each other. I remember my wife in the car, first year of marriage, looking at me and crying, and I go, "What's wrong?" She goes, "I am not your brother," hmm. and and going, well, "Okay, tell me what's going on." And she had diagnosed that I was really treating her like family, but she didn't like that family. <laughs> Right. And so when I say early, energetic, and encouraging, you need to think not what you think is encouraging but what would they think is encouraging? As you walk throughout the room and you slap backs, and, you know, the things like uh, uh, if you knew they were at a high school game that weekend, but they lost, man, to pat them on the back and go, oh, not not just tough loss, but you go, man, I saw it. You, you were killer out there. And, and you should be proud for the effort that you put in to, to, to shake another hand and say, hey, listen, I know that you're pulling, that, that the plant this week is pulling double overtimes and you're still here. Way to lead your family well. I, I remember just a few weeks ago and And and, and it fits this. I remember seeing a a, a family that was coming to our church, and I was watching online his posts, this dad's posts, and you could tell he was promoting Jesus and he was leading his family well. And so I just stopped him when I saw him in the foyer, and I said, "Hey, I want you to know I've been watching you online, and you could see his eyes got real big. Like, what are you talking about? I go, I've seen what you're saying and how you're leading, and you're a good example. Thank you for doing that for your family and." you could just tell his, not just him, but his whole family is like, that's our dad right there. You you know what I mean? Um, and so be encouraging as you, as you walk through a room early energetic, and then just offer encouragement, sometimes not offering encouragement without saying a word is actually discouraging when you're the leader. So it's so important for you to speak those words affirmatively and encouragingly and supportively.
0: And if you're doing those, uh, the first two, well, you have everything in your, At your at your disposal to speak to people, and I would say one of the things I think is really important when you have people is there's no one more important than the person in front of you, Mm. not the person behind them that you really need to talk to, but make eye contact with them, Mm -hmm. look at them, give them your undivided attention. If somebody needs to speak with you, tell them it'll be a moment, Mm. but give whomever that is that moment. And I think when you're, like you said, Andy, when you're aware of things where you can say, hey, how did that test go this week? What's the job situation? Mm.
2: Um, Invested in them.
0: Yes. And when you encourage them, then they know that you care. Mm. And those are little, well, I, um, I call that low-hanging fruit. It's not hard. Right. It's just being aware of your people and and when you get to know your people then you do that stuff and you've got the time mm. and you can encourage them so much encourage
2: yeah you know as you as you're saying that uh, i hate the fact that my mind's going to a 1980s sci-fi movie uh, but uh, it was the amazing adventures of buckaroo bonzai i don't know if you remember that it was like a b movie it was it was amazing but my favorite quote from the movie is remember wherever you go there you are <laughs> And it was just that statement of be there. And if you're a pastor and you're having a conversation with somebody on the second pew, be there. And if you're in the back of the congregation and you're talking to a couple of teenagers, be there. There's nothing more frustrating than talking to somebody at a conference and you can watch with their eyes that they're looking around to see if there's somebody better to talk to.
0: And I'll tell you what, that is a, that is a very devaluing place to be. I've, Mm -hmm. I've been on the, I've, I've done both Mm -hmm. to be candid. I've done both. And I caught myself looking at the person I that I needed to ask an important question, and I thought, "Man, this person needed that was in front of me needed my That's time." Right.
2: That's right, and so, well, and and you can't undervalue this. You're a leader at whatever level you're at, whatever room you're in. As a leader, when you speak something encouraging, you have no idea the fire that you're stoking. You have no idea the wounds that you're healing. You have no idea the future that you're writing just by being positive about a couple of things. So. Uh,
0: I would say too, guys, you know, as you move towards Christmas, one of the most encouraging things you can do is if somebody who, you know, typically just comes maybe Christmas and Easter is don't make fun of them when they show up. Don't call
2: them CEOs publicly, yep. which I've been guilty of. Yeah.
0: And I think, I think to recognize that they're there and mm. that there's an opportunity, but if you come in and you say something offhanded, like, well, good to see you back a year from now likelihood is they've probably turned you off for the future of that message because they're thinking about the, the comment potentially.
2: Yeah. Just value them for that moment and who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so good. Okay. So here we are our first of three looks at attitude issues, uh, attitudes in the pastorate, and it is, uh, an issue of hospitality. and And if we're not good at it early, energetic and encouraging. So let me just make sure, That you understand the opposite is late, (laughs) low energy, and discouraging. And and we want to move in that direction because if you are early, energetic, and encouraging, people are going to sense hospitality. It's not about having enough snacks out or donuts or coffee that's hot. Those are all good things. The true hospitality that people are going to recognize is in these three things, your attitude, and it comes from early, energetic, and
0: encouraging. And I would say the last thing to as we finish this one up is think about how you would want to be responded to totally. If yeah. you're in a conversation with somebody, you would want them that, you, that they feel like they've got margin and that they're energetic. They're excited to be in your presence and that there might be a conversation that's encouraging. So you would want to be on that end of it. So why don't we be on the front end of it?
2: Amen and amen. We are so thankful that you're joining us here and looking forward to everything that's going to take place this holiday season. Our hope is that you would be encouraged by this and that it would take you a little bit forward. Remember, the Rural Pastor Podcast is where we want to pat on the back, pour into, and pray over each and every one of you because what you're doing is important. And don't ever forget, you are not alone. We love you guys, and we'll see you soon again on another episode of the Rural Pastor Podcast.
1: You may be the one to go To the dying and the broken With a message of hope To that church on the corner Of that forgotten little town With a room of empty peers Where His love can still be found You may never know Of all the seeds you sow But it just takes one willing soul to
0: make known. Thank you for joining us on the Rural Pastor Podcast. Special thanks to Chosen Road for our incredible theme music and to 180 Digital for their corporate sponsorship and making all the technical things possible. Rural Church Leader, we want to remind you that your work is important, that you are important, and that you are not alone. See you again soon for another edition of the Rural Pastor Podcast.